Welcome to the Best Assured Park. I'm your host, Kim Bruce, and I am very excited to welcome Lydia Duncan, and she's going to tell us all about her. So this is an exciting topic that I think it, it's timely for so many reasons. Okay, Lydia, go tell us about you. Well, hello, everybody. Um, I'm Lydia Duncan, and I'm a life coach with Monroe Coaching. So a little bit about me. I um, have a degree in sociology, undergraduate in psychology, always been super interested in people. Um, I've kind of been that person that, you know, there's all the drama around you and you are the shoulder to lean on or the ear to listen to. Um, after university, I also went on to do public relations and communications and marketing. So I'm just really fascinated by people. Um, after marketing and communications, I moved to Scotland and I was there for 10 years. I um, got married and I had kids. And um, during that time, I couldn't articulate it until now, but I was on the cusp of burnout um, and I didn't know it. I just thought that I was an angry, shouty mom. I thought that overwhelmed feeling was just a part of being a parent. Um, and I also felt guilty all the time, you know, people saying, I can help, I can help. My husband worked away for weeks at a time. And I was living semi-rurally with two young kids and people would be like, oh, I can help. But then there was that mom guilt and that expectation that I should martyr myself um, for, you know, the, the benefit of my family. Um, and that's a big reason why I'm called Monroe Coaching, because Monroe in Scotland is M-U-N-R-O. And it is a mountain in Scotland that's over 3,000 3, feet. Um, and it's in Scotland that I became a grown-up. <laughs> I became yeah. a mom and I and I was on the cusp of experiencing burnout. Um, and now for me, that's my passion is people specifically and especially moms that are experiencing burnout or on the cusp of burnout that have lost their identity. You know, I still remember the the shock to the system when um a friend of the family asked me what do you do for fun and I was like uh sleep yeah. <laughs> if I get a chance like to not have that answer really shook me because that's that's who you are you know you're a mom you're a, a co-worker your sister you're all these roles but what are you outside of those roles you want to get back to that so you know life coaching for me is kind of that that middle ground between you know, you, you don't want to necessarily speak to a friend because sometimes they're a little judgy. They have their own ideas for you. Um, and you don't need to talk to a therapist. It's not the past that you're trying to heal. It's you trying to move forward as you are now and get grounded in who you are so that you can take control of your life again. And that's what I'm all about. I'm all about people taking control of their lives again. Gosh, I love this. I mean, uh, as I mentioned to you before we get started, we all we're all in a coaching role, typically because we've had an experience um, of something that has moved us to a place where we have helped or we have healed our own selves um, to a point where we recognize that we're not the only ones out there that have experienced this. So, you know, you, that word of martyr, uh, martyr, 
I mean, amen. Like that's, uh, that was my, my kids, I'm an empty nester. So my kids now I, I could look back uh, hindsight is the 2020 and I could see very much that I was that martyr um, mm -hmm. looking after my kids um, not feeling resentful for it mm -hmm. but it, because it's something that we did but then uh, somehow that translated into what I was doing for myself or what I wasn't doing for myself so very similar uh, coaching philosophies where we're looking to help women find that mojo, find that flame that they've lost to, um, to being a mother or to being a caregiver. To, and, and that's, I love this perspective because I think, I think we all, we all go through it in some stage of our parenting moments and even careers as career women. So I appreciate, I appreciate what you do. Um, I need to know though, um, because life coaching is does look different than going to a counselor. So how like what do you find that some of the biggest differences are when you're doing your coaching? Mm, yeah, great question. I think the biggest question is that you're not broken. Mm. For me, you are a whole resourceful person. I like to think of people as they're basically a diamond, but they have layers of dirt, layers of shit on them, if you will. Um, yeah. And I help clear off those layers so that their diamond can come back. I don't think that that diamond's broken. I think if you think that that diamond is broken, maybe that's where counseling and therapy comes in. Um, okay. And I've also worked with a lot of clients that also work with a therapist at the same time, mm -hmm. which is beautiful because they'll go to a session, their therapist look at their, their past trauma and they're like, okay, but then to stop ruminating about the past, they come to me and they're like, okay, now this is where I am. How do I move forward now? Um, it's a great partnership too. I love it. And that makes a lot of sense. So when I, uh, when I was in a, a, a point in my life where I needed to really find out who I was mm -hmm. and I, you know, and for me, that was a separation with my, you know, my, 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 partner at the time of 25 years so we decided to go our own ways and after you make a big decision like that you come to a fork in the road where it's like who am I mm -hmm. and when I went to a counselor I found that we had to trudge up you know uh, the childhood memories and some of the stuff that I, I couldn't get past like mm. 12 years old. It seemed like we were always kind of at that 12, 15 year old mark, but that's not really what I wanted to work on. So mm. I did actually hire a life coach. And I'll tell you what I really enjoyed was the, um, they, we looked at it from a perspective of a pie. So each piece of the pie had a slice of financial, uh, spiritual, emotional, uh, recreational. So each, each space had a, a place and we would mark off. I would, I would judge on it on an eight, a one to 10 scale where I was in that particular slice of pie. And so whatever piece was a little lower, that's where we started. Mm -hmm. So if that was, you know, relationships, you know, that's kind of where we, that's where we decided to start. But more importantly, I appreciated the homework and the accountability back to you as a life coach mm -hmm. to be able to say, yes, I did this, this, and this, or this is what I came up with. I didn't have to have an answer at that moment, but it was something that I could work 
towards. Is mm-hmm. that like similar philosophies to how you coach your clients? Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting that that you mentioned that kind of wheel, because I, I do love using that tool as well, because it kind of gives you a snapshot of your overall satisfaction in life right now. And the visual that everything's connected, you can't be happy in home life if you're not happy in work life you can't be happy spiritually if you're not happy physically you know it's all connected um so I love to take a snapshot like that and I love to do some values exploring and get uncover what are your core values at this time um I know before I started coaching someone said values to me and I'm like do you have a list like what do you mean values let Um, me pick a word yeah, exactly. And sit, as a coach now, I do have a list of values that I give clients because it is helpful. Um, but it's great because it's, you know, it's a client that that decides their goal. But I help them because that question, what do you want, is one of the hardest questions that there is. And that is a big reason why people hire me because they don't know what they want. So it's helping them find that goal. And the, the coaching itself I love meeting with people and it's beautiful, but the power comes in from the repetition, from the patterns, from the exercises of changing your thought pattern. So you're thinking about yourself. So you're checking in with yourself. So you're looking at your values as you take actions throughout the day, throughout the week. Um, And I love, you know, we always have a bit of homework or something that, that a client's committed to for our next session. And I love exploring when they don't do it as well. Because there's so much learning in that. What obstacles did you encounter? What were you thinking to yourself? How were you feeling? You know, what have you learned by not doing it? So I, I love being an accountability partner. Um, it's one of the, the most powerful ways to help someone move forward is by being accountable. It's great. You know, I mean, I, a few weeks ago, I had a money, uh, a money coach on, and now we're talking with you as a life coach and myself as a health and fitness coach, the bottom line, the common denominator consistency. Mm -hmm. And then the, I'm going to add another uh, layer of that mindfulness and awareness. So the people that I find that are successful in my, um, in my realm are the people that have, that take on that mindfulness, that awareness of self. Um, for me, it's in the nutrition and the physical side, but for you, it's, it's, you know, you don't necessarily, you're saying exactly that you don't necessarily have to have the answer, but you just have to be aware. Yeah. Yeah. And I think another element of of the foundation is also self-compassion you know, giving Mm. yourself grace, being kind to yourself, you know, you might become aware and you're self-aware of, you know, what you're doing, but being like, you know what, I'm human. That's cool. I'll do better next time. Or I'm consistently doing 1% better, even though I'm not doing 25% better. It's that kindness, that self-love. Yeah. It's, it's very powerful. And as a coach, I think it's like for you, you you get a chance to remind your clients exactly like celebrate the wins that they may not have seen or remind them of the uh, the moments where they need to give themselves some grace and, you know, and and stop that negative self-talk. So in my in my life coaching experience, we used words like the captain, captain of our ship and a tour. So I don't know if you're old member Fred. Fred Flintstone with the little uh, devil on the one side and the angel on the other. And 
talking in his ear, trying to make the right decisions. So do you have language? I, that, that was the one thing that I did love about the life coaching is that we could take that negative self-talk and make it an animate objects where an animate an object that you don't have to relate to being yourself. Like it's hard to tell yourself to stop talking negatively. So when I was able to give myself my saboteur, um, a name, a, 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 an idea of what it looked like, I could very easily table it talk to it like it was a third party and move it out of my headspace. So how did, is that things that you do in the same, in similar yeah, manner? There's a similar vein there. Um, I personally have, I've shifted away from using the word saboteur because it makes it feel like there's a bad guy in you or bad person. Okay. Um, and I've really started leaning towards parts yeah. work. Um, so there's a, a, a fellow Dr. Richard Schultz um, or sorry, Schwartz, and he um, talks about a multifaceted mind. So if you are ever say skydiving, which I've done, and there's a part of you that's like, I want to jump out of the plane. This is awesome. There's another part of you that's like, oh no, you don't like, don't, don't do that. Are you crazy? So there, and there's other parts of you. There's so many different parts and each part of you is doing what it thinks is best for you, but it might not actually be what is best for your core self, for your true <laughs> self at the time. So it's great though, because if you can identify and I help I help clients say like, that sounds like there's a part of you that really wants that. Let's talk yeah. about that part. Let's like, you can even personify it or, you know, make it into a character and say, okay, well, what do you want to say to that part and interact with it? Cause you're right. It is easier to talk about your thoughts as if they're from a different character even. Right. Um, but parts work, I really love because it is, it's, it's also under the vein of um, internal family systems as well, where your core self you can think of as the parent and then you have all these parts of you that are kind of like the children and sometimes the parent has to be like whoa kids that's not in my best interest right now I got this you just sit in the back seat put your seatbelt on mama's driving yeah. um, so I really like that dynamic I feel like it's full of of compassion and love and curiosity to find out about those parts um, and there's not as much kind of banging of heads as if there's a devil and like, clearly that devil's a bad guy. Why is there a bad guy in me? Like, right. yeah, yeah. So that's where, that's I, where I love that. And that's a great analogy. So that's, I'm glad this is like that. that, that and, and so then you use it on the both. I mean, not negative, but the part side, you use it on both the, the that captain of your ship where you've got somebody that's, um, you know, in, in the background being your biggest, your greatest fan that that doesn't necessarily have to be a mentor or a, a physical person, but it could be somebody within ourselves like the other, uh, another part, another child, another extension of, of what you were just saying. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, I like also working with um, clients to, to find out what language they like best. Cause you know, you have captain of your ship. I've said core self, true self, best self, you know, there's, there's so many different, um, different ways to articulate it, but it's, it depends on what really resonates with people. Like I do talk about your diamond self with other people as well. So it's, it's really interesting to find out. Um, and I have like um, visualizations as well to help people get in touch with that inner wisdom and that captain, if you will. <laughs> So you've been at this a long time and certainly with COVID would have seen a shift 
I would imagine in um, even some of the questions or some of the uh, some of the things that were coming up for your clients. Has that like, have you noticed anything that, that comes up from, uh, at, you know, now that we're back into what we would consider normal that's come up from some of the COVID isolations and issues that we, that we had to deal with? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I like to think of myself as still quite fresh into, um, into the coaching world, but in that time and in, especially in COVID time, it really highlighted how much coaching is a necessary option for people. You know, you're stuck at home. You've, if you thought you were martyring before, before you've never martyred as much as you thought you were and still feeling like you're not enough because the kids aren't on doing school as much as they should and all everything. It was just, it was so much overwhelm. And during that time, people really had time to self-reflect and mm -hmm think about what what they did like what is life you know and appreciating life we only have one life to live is this what I want when things do open up again what do I want to do what am I missing so it was a lot of um a lot of time to really think about how can I take back control of my life I think that's that's probably the number one thing is that people came around and they're like control left our hands and now I want it back not only in, you know, in what I can do, how often I can go to the grocery store, but in my life and how it develops and how it unfolds and doesn't get steamrolled. So, yeah. That's powerful because there are, there, there were so many, um, that like the moments of self-reflection over the quiet where I don't think, you know, prior to that, you, you, you're always busy and I'm not suggesting that we probably haven't gone back to the busy, but at the end of the day, you know, when you had a moment to, uh, or when you had all the moments to take time to ask yourself those questions, am I doing what I really want to be doing? Is this my true self? Are these part of my values? It, it really does open up a whole different um, end of questioning, um, never mind to be scared and, and um, apprehensive of whatever that looks like, because you don't know what what's coming down the road, you know, tomorrow. Um, what about somebody that like, I know you said you like to work with women that, you know, are, are looking to, you know, that have felt defeated and, and need to clear off that glass. But um, how does somebody like, where do you start when you start with um, coaching with somebody? Is it like an intake? And then that once you get the information, you have different ways that you manage their, their coaching? Yeah. Um, well, I like, first of all, I'll, I want to talk with someone, you know, so we do like, it's always free. We do a 30 minute chat because it's really important. It's such a personal service that if we don't jive, that's okay. And that's important to know. And maybe I can help you find a different coach that you vibe better with. Um, and in that time too, it's a great time to ask all the questions. I am almost entirely um, devoid of being offended. I, you can ask me anything. You can talk to me about money and religion and everything. Um, so I like that first. And if we do decide to work together, it is someone that has to be ready to work, ready to move, ready to shift, ready to get uncomfortable. Um, and I send them a questionnaire. We sort out what times. I love working with people at a regular day and time because that really helps build routine and thought patterns. And my greatest gift is that 
when you leave working with me, you have these new thought patterns in your head that you've developed over a rhythm and over time. Um, so it's kind of the, you know, it keeps on going. It's the muscles that you built, you keep. Um, so that's how we kind of start. And then for the first couple of sessions, we take that snapshot of satisfaction with life and, and where there's opportunities to strengthen and grow. And then we also spend that time developing their goal. Um, so it might take one or two sessions. Um, and depending on what that person's goal is, that's how we then design the, the whole partnership because it is a designed partnership. It is a two-way street. Um, you know, I can, I can fill up your plate, but it's you that needs to eat it. So it's, and it's delicious. So you should eat it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't want to talk you to coming in on over to this side, but this side is really good over here. <laughs> um, and our coaching, like our, that, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of coaching you're doing, life coach, nutrition, fitness, um, money coaching. The, the best thing that I've found about being in this, in this space is that we can custom and individualize as we go based on the client's needs. It's not so much the cookie cutter that is, uh, you know, the cookie cutter courses or the cookie cutter books uh, that have been around for years and years on the shelf where you're writing things through, but you don't really understand what the outcome's supposed to be. So, I'm, you know, it comes to mind the Dr. Phil books where they have the workbooks included in the, in the book. And that's great, you know, to get your brain thinking, but you're not actually, you're not necessarily looking for a right or wrong answer, but you, you want to have some feedback to know that you're on the right path. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what you as a life coach helps your clients with is just find the right path for them based on their individuality and their individual situation, not necessarily what works for the masses. Yeah, absolutely. Cause I, you know, there's, there's a million self-help books out there, Yeah, but none of them are personalized. And I've been trained in how to design conversations so that people learn about themselves. You right. know, I know questions to ask. I have certain tools. I can catch you out on limiting beliefs. I can catch you out on thought patterns, on obstacles. You know, I can, I can push you. I like to say that I ask you rhetorical questions in a non-rhetorical way. Right. It's holding you accountable because, you know, you, you ask someone, how are you? And you're like, I'm fine. But when I ask a client, how are you? I want the juice, but I don't want the juice that you tell your girlfriends and that you tell your husband. I want the stuff that you don't tell people. I yes. want to know how are you for real? Yeah. 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 And you can't get that in a yeah. Cut the yeah. bullshit. Let's to get to the meat and potatoes here. Exactly. I love that. And, and honestly, I, I mean, for you to help somebody and be successful, you want to be able to cut the bullshit. Like, I don't want the, I don't want the version that you think I want, that you think I want to hear. So funny story. I mean, I, as people come in from, as talking about their nutrition, you know, they'll come in and they'll tell me what they're eating during the day. I'm like, well, you don't have a problem. Like you're eating fine, but I know that's not the case. It's just, we have to get to the point where, where we're, we're getting past the, uh, um, the getting past the comfort and into the uncomfortable where we really kind of, uh, uh, unveil what's going on with their system. And that would be the same for you. Like, let's get vulnerable. Let's take, you know, let's get naked with each other. Not literally, but, um, let's, let's, let's open this up to a really vulnerable conversation so that I can help you. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I love the, I know Brene Brown talks about vulnerability a lot and I love how she is basically two sides of the same coin of vulnerability and courage. 
So Mm. you need to be courageous to work with a coach because you need to lay it out. You need to say, this is where I can do better. Um, Or I'm not sure where I can do better, but these are my thoughts. Can you help me unravel them and gain clarity on maybe where the obstacle is so that I can get better? Um, Because you can, you can just, you, even if you're at like the, an eight or a nine on the happiness scale, you can be a 10 and you deserve to be a 10. Of course. Yeah. Uh, you know, that just brought up something that I was listening on a podcast about uh, the other day. And for most of us that we're, when we experience or we're wanting to do make change, the podcast suggested, the gentleman that was in the podcast suggested that uh, change typically comes from when we're at our pain, our biggest pain point. Um, and it, it breaks my heart to think that we have to get to that point mm-hmm. of being in so much pain that it's harder to stay there than to make a change. Mm-hmm. So the last question that I have for you and that you can help with the audience is, you know, why do we have to get to that? You know, why do we have to see the bottom before we make a change? Is there something that we can do before then to try to get out of that paralysis to make changes um, before we have to hit rock bottom? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that is, that's the ultimate question, isn't it? I think that change is powerful when you hit the rock bottom. People sometimes say you have to go through a breakthrough or break down so that you can get through a break, go through a breakthrough, but that's kind of change based on fear. You're scared. You don't like it. So you want to move out. And that is powerful, but what's actually more powerful is seeing joy and happiness and being really able to visualize that as an option to pull you forward rather than pushing you away from fear. That pull, that draw of what you want can be so powerful, but that's a thought process as well. So it is, you know, working to to be able to clearly visualize it and maybe putting it up, have a vision board, have your, your values, you know, on your monitor so that that's what draws you. It's your why, not your why not, your why. Right. Yeah. And really distinguishing between the two mm-hmm. for, for like really understanding that. I mean, there's so many things we could go in. Listen, first of all, we're going to do a, before I'm putting this in the universe, you and I are going to do a workshop together. There's, I've got a lady that, uh, that looks after, she's a divorce mentor in the city. I think that she'd be a great addition to um, the, the, the three of us um, coming out and really making an impact on uh, women's lives that really needs, you know, really need the change. And you know, the funny part is, I mean, we do this for a living, but it's, it's something that we're, that I, I'm sure you attest to, like you're passionate about mm-hmm. you. I mean, see somebody um, come back and say, you know, my husband noticed the sparkle in my eye. Mm-hmm. I don't care how much weight you've lost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't care how much you can bench press. I mean, for that kind of impact that you, that somebody can recognize that you've got a glow back in your cheeks and a sparkle in your eye, like those are things that you would see from your clients as well. Uh, I, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. They get, I like to say that they, they juice their goose. Um, and you juice can their goose. <laughs> but it's so true. You know, when someone is knows themselves and loves themselves 
their confidence is through the roof. Their oh. creativity is through their roof. You know, their their socialization socialization is through the roof. You know, everyone that they interact with gets that spark as well. Um, yeah. So it's it's the greatest thing that you can do for other people is to work on yourself and love yep. yourself. Absolutely. And I, I uh, 100%. So if anybody is out there listening and is in a position of feeling defeated or frustrated, or, you know, they've lost, you've lost your, your diamonds, a, a little bit of, um, it's just not shining as bright as you want it to be. Don't leave life you know, don't leave life on the table. Like that's the, the, at the end result, like don't leave it on the table. I mean, looking back and, and, um, and, and seeing where you, where you were and what you've come through. I mean, let us celebrate you. Let us show you what you're, what you're really, uh, what, what you really have that you're, that you're leaving on the table and um, hire a coach. Lydia and I, I we're going to get together. We're going to uh, move, we're going to move and shake our Sherwood Park and whatever, wherever else needs us. Do you do online? So you're not necessarily only, um, it doesn't have to be in person. Like you can take your training or your, your coaching services outside of your, your city. Yes, absolutely. And, and I find that lots of clients do really appreciate working through zoom or just an audio call because it is, it's very vulnerable, courageous. There's usually tears that get involved. So there's a bit of privacy, but what's lovely too is now that COVID's done, there can be that intimacy of in-person um, if that's what's wanted too. So it's, it's, you can work the whole world and the whole world needs us. So it's great. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Uh, last words, any um, inspirational quote, anything that comes to mind that you can help somebody in that, in that, in that time where things just aren't aligning for them, mm. that they could, that they could just hear that one thing that you could give away to us, that nugget um, to help us see the light. Yeah. Oh, let's see if we can get profound here. I love um, it. Well, it reminds me, my, my daughter actually asked me two days ago, if I loved my husband or me mm. more. And I said, I love me more because I am the only person I'm going to be with my entire life. And through loving me, I can love others better. And there's no cap on how much love I have. It doesn't mean I love anyone less just because I love me most, but I love me most. And I think other people should. It's not enough just to survive. You should thrive. And that's what I want for everyone. Oh, Amen to that. All right, Miss Lydia, that was an absolute incredible, incredible uh, last piece of information. Um, I'm going to make sure that if anybody is looking to reach out and wants an opportunity to uh, really embrace and open up um, and all to all of their potential, please reach out to Lydia and um, make sure that, that you're not leaving life, life on the table. Until next time, I will see you back real soon.